today's message is going to be called, My Cup Runneth Over. And I, I, you know, every time something would come to me on my plate that I didn't quite understand, the Lord was like, your cup runneth over. Don't pay attention to that. Don't look at that. Your cup runneth over. And I just kept hearing it over and over, and I, and I just started coming before the Lord. And I said, you know, when you're dealing with things or going through something, the perfect way to deal with it is through worship. It is that you get on your face, you seek the face of God, and you get behind closed doors in a secret place with your papa. And you say, Papa, I don't understand what's going on here. I don't understand what you're doing. It's not for me to understand or, under, or get it, but I will be faithful, I will be truthful, and I will, sit, I will sit with you in that place of deepness, of just hearing what you have for me to say and do this season. And so that's what I did. And the Lord began to take me back to a place that I used to go to. And some of you, I'm going to explain this as best I can. I will sit with the Lord sometimes, and because of my seer anointing, I will have encounters with the Lord, and the Lord will take me somewhere in heaven for me to rest with him. And, um, and I started going back to this very old place that I used to go to when I first started coming to know the Lord, and it was in the green pastures. And he took me to this place in the green pastures. See, all chaos can break out here in the natural all kinds of stuff can be happening in the natural, but the Lord is pulling us in to this peaceful place. And so he took me back to the green pastures to just lay there in the green pastures and spend time with him there. And there was a river that ran through these green pastures, and I could hear the river running in this encounter I had with the Lord. And I started to look up Psalms 23. And it says, it says, all who seek the Lord will praise him. Their hearts will rejoice with everlasting joy. It's in uh, Psalms 23, 1 through 6 is where I'm reading. Their hearts will rejoice with everlasting joy, and the whole earth will acknowledge the Lord and return to him. All the families of the nations will bow down before him, for royal, royal, royal power belongs to the Lord. He rules all the nations. Let the rich of the earth feast and worship. Bow before him all who are mortal, all whose lives will end as dust. All children will also serve him. Future generations will hear about the wonders of the Lord, and his righteous acts will be told to those not yet born. They will hear about everything he has done. And then it goes into a, the Psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd. All that I, ha I, I have, all I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me, and you prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil, 
and my cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. I think that that's so important because we're doing a shift right now. Maybe you've gone through sufferings. Maybe you've gone through some things. But the shift has arrived, and the shift is here. And the shift is for you to go into this peaceful place with the Lord where there's the green pastures and the river runs through the pastures. And you can sit there with the Lord, taking in his peace, breathing in his peace, and being so comforted by him right now that it doesn't matter what's going on in the natural that he's coming and he's saying, it's going to be okay. You're going to get through this. It's okay. Things look like they're, like they're a mess. But, but I'm telling you, in that mess, you're going to be blessed. And I just kept hearing that. In the mess, you're going to be blessed. It's a mess right now, but we're going to be blessed from it. Why? Because my cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and your unfailing love will pursue me all of my days. He's pursuing us right now. He's coming after us, even in the mess, even in through the things we're dealing with, even in the things we don't understand. He's pursuing us, running after us, and saying, hey, you're going to be blessed. You're going to be okay. I'm going to give you some peace. I'm going to give you some rest in this situation. And it was so good to me because I was like, Lord, I was like, you're so awesome that even in the going-ons that happen in our lives, that you're overextending yourself to us to say it's going to be all okay. And the peace of God is coming. The peace of God, even this morning, I could feel it in this place. And There's something that I want somebody to share later on that because it's real important that you just don't hear it from me, but you hear it from others um, of this peace that God is bringing forth right now. Um, Luke 6.38, it talks about... Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. With the measure you use, it will be measured back. See, we read that part, and a lot of the times people share that whenever we're doing an offering, whenever we're doing um, some, something on that that comes close to it. But I don't think we fully understand that scripture right there. Let's go read it on Luke 6. I want to I talk to you how the Lord showed it to me when I started reading this. And what he was talking about. What's shaken? What, what is he talking about when he's saying there's something being shaken? There's something being done, and then it, there's a running over of it. And I was like, God, what are you talking about in this verse where you're talking about the running over and the blessings and all of this comes? I have a a different uh, scripture here, a different um, format here on my iPad. Let me see if I can pull it up in, in my scriptures here. I think I put it aside. So if we could just go there, it would be great. Let's start on six. Let me go there real quick. 637. 
Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you in good measure. Pressed down, shaken together, running over will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. That's what we're talking about. During the shaking, during the unexpected events that happened to us, during that whole process that we learned not to judge, that we learn not to condemn, that we learn to forgive people. In that process of that, as much as we dispense from our hearts, as much as we dispense from us, that that's, what cre that's the very thing that creates the overflow. That's the very thing that causes your cup inside of your belly, inside of you to run over. Because none of us are perfect and we're going to make mistakes. And even as we run together as a church, even as we run together as ministers of the faith, there's going to be mistakes that are made. And what is, what is being shaken? Sometimes our faith. Sometimes things are being shaken with us individually in our households. Things are being shaken. But why is the shaking coming? The shaking's coming so we can more look like more like Jesus. So we can talk more like him. So we can be more like him. But through the shaking, we're not to judge. We're not to condemn. We're not to, to come in. Uh, we want our cups to run over. My cup runneth over. That's what the Lord kept telling me over and over again. And I was like, well, what does that even look like? My cup runneth over. What, what creates your cup to runneth over? What, what is the deepness of that? He's like, when you don't judge people, when you don't treat them differently because they've made a mistake, when you come with love and you extend to them what you would want to be extended to you in forgiveness. We have to go through a process of forgiveness. It's hard sometimes when people hurt you, when it's unexpected hurt that you never planned to go through. But I'm telling you right now, in that process of forgiving people for what they've done to you, your cup will run over. When your cup runs over, then you have something from your own cup, from inside of you, to give to other people that come around you. And I know through this process that we've been in recently of the changes. I'm not a person good with change, I'm telling you right now. My husband, he will, he's so awesome about change. I'm one that's not. I backpedal and I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I don't know about this change. <laughs> you know, I'm being transparent and honest. But, you know, I kept telling the Lord, I said, Lord, I said, I'm just going to get under you. And I'm going to spend time with you in that secret place because I want my cup to run over. And the only way that I can get to this place of my cup running over is if I can come before you, Lord, me and you together. And with your help, that you would help me not to judge, that you would help me not to condemn, that you would help me to have this heart of forgiveness towards 
anybody who's done anything to me, that my cup can begin to increase and overflow. See, because when the overflow of your cup happens, people that you come around, they're going to know it. Why, why, why are they going to know it? Because they're going to see something different on you. And they're going to want to come drink from your cup. Let me give you an example of this. Yesterday, I went to the Bryan location. You have to excuse my voice. I've been battling this, um, this uh, sickness that's been hitting everybody in their throats and cough and all this stuff, and I'm, like, rebuking it. I'm like, no, Jesus, I'm not going to be sick. And so just bear with me this morning. But I'm sitting there yesterday at our Bryan, Ohio hub, and I'm decorating the front of the place there. And I'm tired I'm just being honest with you. I've had very, very busy, busy days these last, this last week. And I'm decorating the place there. And people start coming up to us from the street. And there was this particular lady that came up to me. And she says, do you guys have any books on grieving, grief? Because I just lost my nephew and his picture is hanging up on the side of the square over there on one of the poles. He passed away at Afghanistan. And my heart was just gripped. And I said, woe is me, God, that I think that I have so many problems that this poor woman is going through grief right now. And my problems are nothing compared to hers. And I, and I sat there, and I, I'm praying in my mind, and I'm like, God, what, what do I need to give her? Because I don't even know what she needs right now. You know, I can't even imagine how she feels. And as I began to just ask the Lord, he's like, your cup runneth over. Fill up her cup. And I said, okay. I said, well, do you mind if I pray with you for a moment? Because I, I don't know what the Lord has for you, but I know if I pray over you, the Lord himself will give you whatever it is that you need. It's not about us. She's like, yes. And we prayed with her. We encouraged her. Didn't know this lady. Didn't know where she came from. I didn't know anything about her. But I know the Lord did something in her and touched her and filled her cup up. Because her cup needed to run over too. And I think when we come with compassion for people, for the harvest that is ready to be picked up, that's all I kept seeing yesterday is people coming, needing, uh, uh, needing some kindness, needing just somebody to be nice to them and somebody to understand what they were dealing with. Something so simple as that 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 was going to fill their cup of just listening to their heart and hearing their hurt and praying over them that God is the one who heals and he's the one that does everything. So we could just partner with Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit will come and overflow the cups. So that's why it's important that our cups continue to be overflowing, continue to run over. You know, the enemy will come and he will lie to you. And he will think that because you made a mistake or something happened, that you become an orphan with the things of God. 
and that you don't deserve or are not worthy of things. But those are lies. Let's go to Romans 8, 12. 8, 17, I'm sorry. It's talking about sonship through the Spirit. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh. To live accordingly to the flesh, you will die. But by the Spirit, you put to death the deeds of the body, and you will live. For as many are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage, again to fear, but you receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children then are heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him that we may be also be glorified together. There's such a glory that God wants to release right now through each and every one of us. That's why Peter on Thursday, when he did worship up here and the worship team was up here, they were talking about rolling the boat, going into the light, because his light shines out all darkness. Where his light's at, there can't be any darkness. So if we get into the light of the Father, I went and I looked up some scriptures during worship. <clears throat> John 1.5 says, The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. That means the darkness can't be there if the, if the light's there. We are sons. We are adopted into his kingdom. Nothing we do, even our mistakes, do not, it doesn't cut that off. We may go through sufferings at times. The way, you know, the way that Jesus went through sufferings, but then the glory of God comes. Because, see, he went through the sufferings at the cross for us, but then after the sufferings came, there was glory at the end of that story, and there was victory in that story. It didn't end sad. It didn't end. I remember, you know, being in, in a religious setting, that's something they would embed in us, and they would have us wear crosses with Jesus on the cross. And I come to realize that Jesus is not on the cross anymore. He's living. He's breathing. He was resurrected from the dead. There was glory and victory at the end of his story. His story did not end bad and gloom. Your story's not going to end in bad and gloom. You're going to have victory. You're going to overcome the darkness. <coughs> you don't have to stay there anymore. You don't have to sit there in the mess and accept it anymore. He made a way for us through sonship for us to come... <coughs> as his heirs to come and receive greater things from his kingdom that we could move forward into greater glory that he has for us. Not because of something special we did, but because he gave us access to that glory through his own sufferings. 
that even sometimes we go through sufferings that we're going to see glory at the end of it and we're going to have victory in it also. And maybe some of you are like, God, you know, I've just been going through so much, I don't know. And the Lord's like, no, let me tell you, you're going to have victory. That darkness cannot supersede the light that I'm releasing right now. <clears throat> John 8, 12, it says, again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. You're going to have the light of life. Just continue walking with him. Continue to follow Jesus. He is the light, and that light will come shine in you and will cause your cup to overflow. Even in the times you think, man, I have nothing to give. There's no overflow in me. God's like, yes, there is. Go a little deeper. Go a little deeper inside yourself because there's still an overflow. Even when you think that there's not anything there, there's still something there. You hit and you tap into a well that's inside of you that God's been storing up for such a time as this to keep you going. And then it's, we were singing this morning about being thirsty and hungry. Being thirsty and hungry causes you to pull more from the Lord. When you're thirsty and you're hungry and he tells you to come eat at his table and he's inviting you to come eat at his table, it's not so you can sit there and look, everything, look at everything on the table and be like, man, it's such a beautiful table. I wish I could have some of that. No, he calls you to the table to tell you, you can sit at the table and you can have all of it if you want it. He's extending invitations right now, and it's up to us if we're going to gravitate to those invitations. <clears throat> Matthew 5.16 says, In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Continue to go out and talk to people, love on people, be good to people. Even when you don't feel like it. How many of you sometimes you're in the grocery store or you're, you're somewhere and you don't feel like it? You're dealing with your own stuff. You're going through your own problems, through your own issues. But see, there's a glory inside of you of light that God wants to begin to release. There's a cup that runneth over inside of you. You just haven't discovered that yet. We, we began to see a shift on Thursday of this extreme peace that has come in this place. And it, and, and it, peace breaks off all kinds of chaos. I don't know if you know that, but when your life is chaotic or there's things that are a mess, when the peace of God walks in the door, that chaos, that destruction, all of that has to run out the door because the darkness cannot be where the light's at. And there's a shift that happens even in your home. When you call the light of Jesus to come into your house, the peace of God comes with that light. And I'm telling you, there's a shift here right now because your cup is going to run it over and you're just going to be able to tap into some new things that God is trying to show you. Starting today, it started Thursday for us, but some of you weren't here, but it will start today for you. 
and your cup will runneth over. Even in the times that you think, man, I can't go anymore. I want to give up. I want to go the other direction. I don't know what to do, Lord. I'm kind of I'm lost a little bit, Lord. And God's reeling you in. And God's saying, no, your cup runneth over. Your cup runneth over means you have more than enough. There's more than enough inside of each and every one of you. More than enough to even to give to others that come around you. You have more than enough inside of you that God's put inside of you, not only for just yourself, but so that way you can go out and give it to somebody else that needs it. And if the enemy's been coming and shutting you down and telling you something different, then we need to shift that today. We need to shift that and, and speak something different over yourself to say, Lord, maybe there's areas that we need to forgive in. Maybe there's areas that we've condemned or judged in certain situations that we need to take it to God. Listen, right now I'm taking everything to him. I'm at his feet, and I am taking every single part of my ministry, of my family, of my life unto the Lord. And I'm putting it at his feet, and I'm saying, God, I'm not going to carry it. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to lay it at your feet. I'm going to trust in you, and I'm going to walk away, and I'm not going to look at it again. See, what happens is we give it to God, and then we go back and we pick it back up. And then we carry it for a little while. And then we go into prayer, and then we give it back to him for a little while, and we feel some relief, and then we go back and pick it back up again. And God's like, stop picking it up. Release it. Let it go. He told me that Thursday night. He said, you need to release it. You need to let it go to me. Let me do what I have to do. I can't do what I have to do if you're still holding on to it. And I had to let go some things. And I sat here in worship, and I said, God, Take it. Take everything. I give it all to you, God. You know the better decisions than I do in situations. You know the heart of man. I don't. And because he knows the heart of man, he knows our hearts too. And he knows where our hearts are at. So if we keep our hearts pure in a process, then our cup's going to run over. And the blessings of God are going to come. Let me tell you, I read this the other day. Let me see if I have it here in my notes. I think I might have it here in my notes. There was one more scripture that I wanted to share. <clears throat> and it was the Beatitudes and Luke 6.20. It says, then Jesus turned to his disciples and said, God blesses you who are poor for the kingdom of God is yours. God blesses you who are hungry now, for you will be satisfied. God blesses you who weep now, for in due season you will laugh. What blessings await you when people hate you and exclude you and mock you and curse you as evil because you follow the Son of Man? When that happens, be happy exclamation mark. <laughs> yes, leap for joy, for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, their ancestors treated the ancient prophets that same way. 
So we need to be excited, full of joy right now. We are a blessed people. We are so blessed. If you're hungry, you're blessed. If you're thirsty, you're blessed. If you're going through something, you're still blessed. We are blessed people. And when we can begin to agree with heaven in our blessing, I'm telling you, God is coming. Judy, can you come up here? Judy saw something during intercession. And I think it's really important she share on it this morning. Because when you leave today, I want what she shares to be deposited into each and every one of you as you leave this place. Because I, you're going to leave changed. You're not going to go carrying all the stuff. God's telling you to leave it here today. He's all, leave your baggage, leave your worries, leave your trouble, because this is what he wants to give you when you do that as an exchange. As I was praying, I, I was seeing a field that's worked up, and all you farmers know what that means. And I was praying for the Lord to uh, put in the seeds of love and a lot of things. And as I was praying, I saw the Prince of Peace in white robes walking up through that field and from his garments were drops coming and falling into that ground and it was just soaking into that prepared ground and it was just he was leaving his peace as he walked thank you so much Judy that's what we're talking about right there that's what he's trying to deposit in us this morning. She saw the Lord coming in on a white robe and things were being dropped in this place of his goodness and his peace. Let's stand up this morning. <clears throat> Let's do an exchange with God. I like it when he gives us the opportunity to exchange things with him. He's like, let's do a trade this morning. Let's do a trade that you're going to give me your worries and your burdens, whatever's been an obstacle for you recently. He wants you to give it to him this morning. Because when you leave out of this place this morning, he's going to do such an exchange with you that he's going to walk right by you and he's going to give you the peace that you need. Because when you're in peace, everything you're able to see everything clearly. You're able to hear everything clearly when the peace of God comes upon you. I was sitting in my office on Thursday before we had worship in the Word, and I remember just, just being in the secret place with him, and I began to feel this angel walk in the room, and I felt this wing go across my back. And as soon as I felt that, I knew he, the Lord was telling me. I'll find you the scripture in a minute, but it, it says in there about his getting under the wing of the Lord. And when you're under the, the wing of the Lord, he comes in in that process and he brings healing to you in that process. And I remember my body feeling touched by the Lord and being healed in the areas where I couldn't heal myself. Why well, I couldn't do things for myself. And that night I came in here and Gwen was playing the piano here and she saw the same angel. 
that I had seen earlier in my office. And she said, I don't know what happened. My hands cramped up and I couldn't play the keyboard anymore. And all of a sudden, my keyboard was still playing keys. And I know this is a little stretch for some of you. But I'm telling you, Gwen was freaking out that night. And she was like, I can't even believe what just happened. I just know that my hands cramped up. I couldn't play physically, but the music was still coming out of my keyboard. I don't even know how that happened, but it did. And see, this is how Jesus works. We don't know how it happened. I don't have time to sit there and try to dissect every single thing he does. I just take it as his goodness. And it brings me joy and happiness. And I'm like, God, I don't understand how you kept the music playing either. But I'd, what does it matter? Does it really matter how it happened? I'm telling you what, when peace and release come over you this morning, you're not going to care how you got it. You're just going to accept it and say, thank you, Jesus, for it. Because you're going to feel good in your body. You're going to feel good in your mind. You're going to feel good in your soul. And you're going to feel God come touch you. And you're not going to care how it happened. You're just going to be thankful that you were able to receive it and get it. See, because when you come to a desperate state like that, you don't care how it got there or what, what happened. You're just thankful for it. You're just like, thank you, Lord. I don't know. He's a miracle worker. I don't know if you've heard that, but God is a miracle worker. He does miracles. He does signs and wonders. And sometimes we can't figure them out. But I'm telling you, the Lord is here this morning. And he's saying, if you're hungry and you're thirsty, come sit with me for a while. I'll feed you. I'll give you a drink this morning. Whatever it is you need, I'm ready to give it to you. Whatever it is you need. Maybe you just need to get under his wing for a while for him to come heal you. God, we thank you this morning, Lord, for everybody here. We thank you for those that are watching, God. God, cause our cup to run over this morning, God. Cause our cup to run over this morning, God. That even as we leave this place today, God, that our cup runneth over and it will begin to touch those, God, around us, Lord. God, we don't understand the power that we carry inside of ourselves, God. We don't understand the goodness that we carry inside of ourselves. How much power is in kindness and compassion and love, God. God, your love is so much, God, that our hearts can't even contain all the love that you have for us, God. God, I pray you open hearts this morning, Lord. Open the hearts, God. Come in and feel every part. Fill the hearts this morning, Lord. Fill the hearts, Lord. God, we agree with what Judy saw, God. We agree that you're going to be walking right now, Lord, in your white robe, dropping peace at people's feet, and that you're giving them new shoes to walk in this morning, God. You're giving them shoes of peace <laughs> that they're going to feel fire on their feet this morning, God. 
And when they feel this fire on their feet, God, they're going to know that they got new shoes of peace this morning, God. God, we agree with heaven. We ask for the shoes of fire and peace this morning, God. The fire that comes in and brings change and the peace that surpasses all of our understandings, God. Send your peace now, Lord. Do an exchange with every person in here, even those that are watching, that they would give you their burdens, their worries, things they don't understand of what happened. God, it's not for us to try to figure out, God, but we give it all back to you. We give our families to you. We give every part back to you this morning, God, that you have better good ideas in your goodness of what you want to do with each and every one of us, God. Our steps are ordered from you, Lord. And even the next step we take, even as we leave this place this morning, God, that we're going to feel refreshed, we're going to feel your peace, and we're going to be made whole in our hearts, be made whole in our bodies, that not even sickness can be there, Lord. And I just pray for you to come touch every single person in here right now, Jesus. Touch them in the deepest places, Lord, that even their dream life begin to shift at night, that you bring peace in their dreams, <laughs> and they would have no more tormenting dreams at night, dreams that make them feel anxious, dreams that make them feel bad things, God. I pray that you remove those dreams, Lord, and you give them dreams of peace, Lord. Dreams of goodness, Lord, starting today, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen.